Inside all things Valor Fights. And a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to another edition of the Valor Hour. It is fight week here down in Knoxville as we're getting ready for BFC 85. It all goes down this weekend, this Friday night. August the 6th from the world famous Cotton Eye Joe. And uh, of course, with it being uh, fight week, that means it is a preview picks panel week as well. So uh, here in just a little bit, we'll get going with our picks for this big show. Uh, of course, I am joined right now by my co-host, as always, Mr. Justin Watson on the line. Here just a little bit later, we'll be joined by Jeff Hobbs and Greg Hopkins for picks. Justin, how's it going, my man? You ready to get back to it this week? Yeah, man, not too bad. Looking forward to some uh, high-level amateur fights this weekend. It's only been a few weeks since we were in Nashville, but it feels like it's been a month already, man. I'm ready to get back in there. No doubt, no doubt. And so with that, on that note, let's get to our first segment before the picks. And that is a good one, man, as we have got uh, one half of our main event joining us to start the show here as he gets ready to defend his Valor Welterweight Championship in the main event this weekend against Josiah Newton, who we just spoke with a week before last. So if you missed that, go back and check it out to see what he's got to say. But for now, we're going to talk to the champ himself, Samaj Portis. Samaj, how's it going, brother? Oh, man, it's going pretty great, man. I feel good. <laughs> good, man. Well, it's, it's it's fight week. Hey, we're doing good, so we're excited, man. I know that this is uh, probably weight cut week for you, so I do appreciate you taking a few minutes to, uh, to chat with us here. Uh, you know, we, we're getting ready to go into this big main event this week, so we wanted to kind of pick your brain and, and see where you stood. Um, you know, you've got Josiah Newton in front of you, and, uh, you know, you're coming in with that undefeated record, uh, you know, 4-0, looking to go to 5-0. and We've seen you in the Valor Cage a lot over the last year and man you've been running through guys you know guys are not getting they're not you're not having to go the distance you're you're getting these guys out of there but you have shown some cardio going to the third round so you know you've shown that you know you can go the distance if need be but this week five rounds in front of you potentially what's changed up uh in your fight camp with this being uh you know main event title fight and another undefeated guy uh standing in front of you you've had a pretty long camp because it's been a few months since you've been in action oh yeah um you know i had the First cancellation. I um, I heard that I was supposed to be defending my title against uh, Selden Wright, but uh, you know uh, something happened in this or that. But uh, if Selden went off, just that, so right, Selden went off to police academy. I believe. Oh uh, yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, um, even after that, I still uh, was in the gym. I stayed in the gym, still training, continued to you know work hard on my cardio, my strength and conditioning, and everything. You know, as far. As uh, to my knowledge, you know, solid fight camp for sure. You know, I'm working with the the best people that's that's in my corner right now. You know, thanks to, you know, uh, my uh, my head coach Frank Leslie. You know, people like Chris Miner, Corey De- uh, Corey Delaney. You know, my other teammate Josh Dugadillo. You know, just everyone that has helped me so far. And um, yeah, man, just ready, ready to ready to face off against this uh, this new guys. It's pretty yeah, exciting. you know. 
you've got the target on your back. Now you're the champ. And, uh, you know, Newton comes in uh, with, uh, you know, not not as much experience as you yet. But, you know, he's, he's kind of got some hype behind him as a, a bit of a, a, a team prodigy, if you will. One of these these upstart prospects that's, you know, uh, young in his career, but been training, you know, for several years. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of hype behind him. Uh, you know, what do you have to think? What do you what do you think about it? You, you, you've only been able to probably see one of his fights. He's, he's only had one fight so far. But, you know, you kind of went from uh, originally when we were talking about you fighting Selden. I was talking to your coach, Frank, and, you know, he, he was really talking about all the the uh, work you guys are going uh, through to get ready for his, you know, Selden being a, a world class wrestler, uh, you know, getting ready for that grappling. Well, now, you know, Josiah is really more known as a striker. So, I mean, does that change up the game plan, the way you prep for things or you know, is, is it business as usual? And it, at the very least, you've, you've uh, you know, you've, you've at least shored up that ground game just in case, uh, you know, with the thoughts of maybe fighting Selden. Now you get to fight another guy that will go in there and bang with you. Oh, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, just stick to the game plan as usual, not really worried about somebody else's game plan. You know, you, you got to stick to your own. You got to get in there get the job done. And, uh, yes, I, I've seen him fight, you know, his first fight. You know, it's all right. I'm not too impressed for a guy who thinks I have not fought any tough challenges, you know, being the experienced fighter. But, you know, um, yeah, he's he's definitely, you know, he's a stud. You know, that's somebody to still watch out for. I'm not going to take him lightly. And that's the reason why I'm the champion right now. So, you know, (laughs) well, you know, I've got to, I've got to beg to differ. I, that to say, to say, you know, you've not fought any tough challenges, definitely off base. Cause you know, uh, win over uh, Shlomo Boyd, who's a pro now and is, is a guy that we brag on here a lot is a guy, you know, it's a guy that's just very tough, very athletic, very durable, mainly being, uh, one of the the main things we always say about Shlomo is he's hard guy to get out of there. You, you, and you did get him out of there. Uh, and then most recently winning the title, taking it from uh, the former champ Carter Beekman in very impressive and dominant fashion. I mean, Carter was never in that fight, but he is a but he is a, a tough guy. Both those guys have a very uh, very solid uh, competition. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, like he, all all of my opponents are, are pretty tough. You know, I respect every every last one of my opponents humbly. Whoever decides to get in there, you know, you know, bang it out with me. So you know, hats off to every last one of those guys. I give nothing but the most out respect. Same as for Josiah Newton. You know. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, so let's do this thing. Let's talk a little bit about your, uh, your training camp leading up to this one. You know, you're up there with team chaos, coach Frank Leslie, uh, you know, you guys just uh, coming off a big win at Nash at the national show at underground where your teammate who we'll see also on this card also versus a teammate of your opponent. So we've got a little storyline going there. Josh Delgadillo came down here, got a big win. Uh, talk a little bit about the, you know, the training camp going for this fight. Some of the guys that are helping you, some of the guys we need to watch out for. We've got obviously yourself and Josh on the card, but as well as your brother, um, uh, Jaleel uh, Portis on this card. So you guys have, have uh, you know, kind of been able to get ready together for, for this one date, you know, in common. Oh, yeah. You know, the team cast is definitely going to bring the storm. I feel like it's definitely going to be us. That's going to be, uh, you know, the excitement of the night. You know, three going three and no, you know, I feel like we're going to get finishes. I'm very confident in that. And, um, yeah, just uh, the people we've been working with, like I said, Chris Meyer working on a lot of a lot of boxing, a lot of Muay Thai and everything. You know, as far as our strength and conditioning, you know, he's he's been running this pretty hard. Uh, same for Corey uh, Delaney. You know, he has a lot, a lot of fight knowledge himself, you know, with a huge wrestling background, you know, state championships and stuff like that, college winnings, and uh, a lot of tie work along with him on, on that note, too. 
And uh, also with my teammate, Josh, I mean, cardio machine. So, I mean, we're, we are nice, right and tight. You know, when we were uh, in Nashville, uh, we were chatting some of you guys out there and at the hotel. And, uh, you know, a lot of the times, uh, you know, me and uh, me and uh, Mark, the cut man, we were we were watching you guys, you know, working pads, going through the going through the motions out in the parking lot down there. And and we were impressed, mm-hmm. really, because a lot of the times you'll see guys that, that will show up and they'll kind of dick around down in the parking lot and stuff. And you're like, man, these guys are going to end up you know, what they're doing. But like. You guys had your, had your shit together. You guys were, you know, you were you were doing like a good full on uh, circuit workout, really yeah, making sure you got a good sweat in, even though, you know, several of you didn't even have fights, but you, you knew you had fights coming up, you know, several weeks later. So everybody was was kind of getting put through the rounds down there. And it was impressive to see. Is that just kind of the mentality that you guys have, no matter if you guys are on the road, if you're at home, you've got to get that work in, huh? Oh, yeah, always. You have to. You have to stay prepared because if you don't, then, you know, that's. That's just accountability on, you know, any fighter's part as far as uh, going in that cage. And, you know, you start to realize there's something that you didn't you didn't get a chance to work on or you just didn't do it. You know, so you definitely want to stay prepared. That's the biggest thing, because, you know, like you said, you know, there's a target on my back. I'm the champion. And, you know, I'm saying I have to work harder. You know, that's a must. So, you know, just uh, solidifying my position as uh, being one of the best and taking it higher. What are, let's talk some long-term goals, man, like long and short-term goals. Uh, you know, obviously, you don't, not to look past your opponent in front of you. It, it's a tough one this weekend, and that's that's on the forefront of your mind. But looking at kind of long and short-term goals, man, like what what, what are they for you? You know, like uh, is there something that you'd like to accomplish, say, over the next year? And then uh, like long-term, you know, is, uh, obviously I'm assuming you're looking to go pro. Like are you looking to go with uh, as far as you can with this thing, you know, all the way to, you know, your national levels, the UFC? Uh, or is this something that you're, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, you do it. To, you know, a lot of guys are, you know, they do it to stay in shape, do it to stay competitive, but they don't really have those aspirations at the top, man. Right now, I, I, I peg you as one of the top prospects out there, uh, especially in the amateur. So uh, just, you know, give us some insight into, you know, kind of your long and short term goals for this whole uh, MMA thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I most definitely uh, will be taking it to, you know, the next level. You know, my next few fights that I'll be having uh, coming up this year and whatnot. So, yeah, that's that's definitely the plan. Looking forward to going pro, you know. And uh, like I said, just stay prepared. You know, I'm saying keep on learning as much as I can because I only get better, you know. And, uh, yeah, man, just, <laughs> yeah, just, just ready. Just really ready. If you is there is there a catalyst as to like at what point you will decide it's time to go pro? Is there a certain number of amateur fights, a certain number of amateur wins, or is there just a certain point where you're just waiting on Coach Frank to just be like, okay, you're ready? Probably in um, probably the next two fights after this, uh, we're gonna we're gonna look into it. We might see what we can do by the end of the year or just by next year. You know, there's there's still big plans, so. You know, there's no no rush into this game. You know, you want to make sure that you're all suited and comfortable and ready for the big leagues for sure. So, you know, that's that's definitely going to be something to, uh, to, to look forward to. Though. Yeah, man, I, I think you guys are doing it right because, you know, you're getting down in there with tough guys. right? You want to see every possible look that you can see as an amateur to know that you can kind of deal with all styles. You know, the best wrestlers, the, the top grapplers, the, the guys that can strike. That way, you know, when you go pro, you, you've kind of been there. You've done that. You've seen it. There's nothing that kind of blows you away. Oh, for sure. For sure. You know, so all the best. 
<laughs> so, so you've got, uh, you know, this, this big main event coming up this week, man, before, before I let you go, I want to let you, uh, uh, let the people out there know, uh, why they need to be tuned in this week. You know, if you can't in person or, or on the pay-per-view stream, let these people know why this is an event that they don't want to miss this Friday, BFC 85, and then, uh, round us off with letting us, uh, get some shout outs in, man. If there's any, anybody you want to, uh, give some love to out there, uh, friends, family, training partners, sponsors, I'll let you, uh, shout them out. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, this is the reason why you guys should catch the fight, fight fans. You know, you hear my name, it's going to be a fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm super excited. I know you're super excited. I know you guys couldn't wait for me to come back. I miss you guys. I love you. Shout out to Cleveland. You know, shout out to my fight team, Team Chaos. Shout out to Corey Delaney. Shout out to Chris Miner. You know, everybody in my in my fight camp, Josh, uh, my brother Jalil, all my supporters, and, you know, everybody who's watching, if forget. Any names? No, sorry. But uh, also, um, yeah, man. Also, shout out to uh, me. You know, to myself personally, we get my, you know, getting my stuff together for this fight. You know, I love this stuff. But no, <laughs> just getting um, yeah, man. Just I've I've worked with a lot of people, so everybody that I've trained with, cross trained with, I appreciate every ounce of knowledge. You know, I I I've, I'm really grateful upon everything that I've learned so far and more that I'm going to continue to look, you know, just to soak my head in and, you know, and hey, become a coach myself in this sport. Who knows? <laughs> but, but, um, yeah, man, just, um, yeah, tune in, tune in. Oh, and, uh, if you don't know who I am, you will now follow me on the gram, the soul collector underscore SP. I forgot about that the last time. Cause you know, I usually stuck at these things, but <laughs> go ahead, button, you know, and, uh, yeah, shout out to Tim Boy too. This guy is awesome. <laughs> You're too kind. You're too kind. Hey, I appreciate Never the time, Samaj. Uh, remember, folks, if you want to uh, check this out this Friday night, you can get your tickets at FighterTicks with an X.com. Make sure you select Samaj as your fighter you're coming to support. Or if you can't be there live, you can check it live on pay-per-view. That will be at CombatCast. We're changing it up this time, guys. CombatCast.tv uh, backslash ValorFC. And you can catch the links on all of our social media. Uh, Samaj, thanks so much for the time. We will see you uh, here in a few, uh, few short days, champ. We're looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Hey, hey man, I'm coming, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, buddy. We'll talk soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, that was Samaj Portis, uh, and you can catch him in the main event this weekend at BFC 85 this Friday. Uh, Justin, I know you can't say too much. Obviously, you're judging these fights, but uh, your uh, your reaction uh, to the, this uh, chat with Samaj? Man, I'm looking forward to this fight a lot. I'm super impressed with both guys, you know, both young uh, like you said, kind of up and coming prospects, uh, not a ton of amateur fights, but um, they've looked amazing so far. So uh, I'm expecting a war, man. I can't wait for this one. OK, and now we bring in Greg Hopkins and Jeff Hobbs as we get ready for picks panel here uh, for BFC 85 this Friday at the Joe. Uh, looks like as of now, 11 bouts on the card. And uh, before we get started, Justin, if you'll catch us up on where we stand, this is the second event now on our new uh, slate all right so coming out of nashville greg is in the lead with 21 points and hobbs is not far behind with 19 so uh anybody's game at this point very good and then if you'll go over the scoring all right so for every fighter picked correctly uh the panelists will get two points they will also pick the method of victory um if that's correct they will get an extra bonus point 
All right, perfect. And so uh, with that, we will uh, we'll go ahead and go through these uh, through these fights. Uh, Justin, I'll let you serve them up, and I'll try to knock them out of the park. All right. So first up, we have a tag team BJJ weight limit of two three hundred and seventy five pounds, one nine minute round. Team Mountaineer Trevor Blankenship and jo- Justin Joseph out of Princeton, West Virginia, taking on Team Tenth Planets James Cole and Travis Thomas out of Decatur, Alabama. All right, so this will be our first tag team uh, BJJ match in the cage. So, you know, we've been following a Hydra Cup. We've done some awesome tag team tournaments. It's a lot of fun. And we've started doing some quartet matches in the cage. So this will be the first time we bring the tag team to the cage. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, there will be like a panel essentially assigned to each uh, team. And, and one partner has to keep one hand on that panel at all times. Uh, so that to make a tag, you know, one hand has to be attached to that to that panel. So uh, this will be fun. It's nine minutes. We're racing to three subs whoever has the most subs after said nine minutes and uh for this one it looks like uh we've got team mountaineer they're uh coming down from west virginia that's um that is um let's see that is trevor blankenship and justin joseph now uh those guys uh come down from bluefield there and uh you know justin joseph is a uh, white belt he looks like he does have uh, some physicality to him uh, from from the pictures i'm seeing this will be the first time i've seen him compete and now uh trevor blankenship we have seen compete uh several times uh, he's he's competed down here and against uh josh Maynor, and then he competed against darren uh hastings so he, he's won one and lost one in combat grappling down here but this will be his first foray into the uh into the realm of uh tag team uh bjj and he uh is a these guys are uh, they're both white belts but they're both physical guys going up against the uh a twosome from um uh a twosome from uh, tenth planet who no these are guys that we've been seeing quite a bit on the on the hydro cup scene uh, uh james cole is uh the first member here uh, out of 10th planet decatur and he is uh he's the first time that we've seen him compete but he is purple belt and he seems very excited to do this he's teaming up with travis thomas who is a guy that we have seen now uh, a couple times he is uh, he's a white belt but he is um he's very physical he is he's he, he on the quartet uh the novice quartet uh we did he ran through a team on his own and then he competed with the expert quartet um at the uh, nashville underground show and while he did not uh get a sub in that one he stalled out the always tough jerry baker who was a much more experienced guy as well so uh, thomas is a guy that i've got my eye on looks like he's about to make his mma debut as well uh i'll let you go on from there justin uh, since we we don't have a tko option here so i guess you'd be we'd be looking at um you know who just whoever you think gets the most subs or wins this by subs or i guess you could call a draw no, no, no. There is no draw. We go to EBI overtime. So yeah, you'll pick a winner. But I don't. I guess. I guess we could. We could. We could uh, say by sub in uh, regular by win in regulation or or overtime. I guess for a bonus point. Yeah, that'll go. That's, that's what we'll do. Okay. Greg, what do you have for us? Uh, I have seen you know Trevor in the cage. Uh, you know our cage a few times now. Well, two times to be exact. And uh, you know. I think he was outmatched against uh, Maynard uh, with Hastings. That was that was a decent match right there. I don't have nothing on Justin Judson other than what Linton Timmy just told us. And these other two guys, I know that Kent, uh, you know, Planet has a lot more bodies to work with. Just in, you know, Team Mountaineer would have. I know they've seen a lot more looks. There's a lot more people in the gym. I, you know, no no knock towards these two from the Mountaineer, but you know, I believe that the uh, Tennis Planet, you know, caliber type of. Uh, 
you know, rollers are, you know, head and shoulders above Team Mountaineer. So I got to go with uh, Team 10 Planet, Colin Travis on this. All right, in regulation or hey, one thing I got to interject here is uh, the Team Mountaineer will have a valet in their corner in Hannah uh, Hannah Rosario. So you never know she's going to get involved like uh, Miss Elizabeth or something and hit him with a with a high heel. Oh snap! Oh shit! That's true, dude. You can come in with a nut shot like you know a low blow, just like China used to do from Generation X and stuff. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I can see I can see Hannah doing something like that, man. But I can I can also see James Cole hitting with her, hitting uh, Hannah with some sweet chin music if, oh, were hit, if she were to if she were to love uh, Travis. So I'm still going to go with Team Team Ten Planet with uh, James Cole and Travis Thomas in regulation. All right, Hobbs. Well, first that was stupid. She's on the outside of the cage. She can't do a low blow from the outside. <laughs> you can you can um, climb in, bro. She could slip someone a chain. <laughs> but yeah. what I'm saying is, is I can definitely kick. see salt being thrown in the eyes or a green or a green mist a green mist would be being most. spit from the outside of the cage guys use your brains here it's salt if she's throwing powder or old school memphis wrestling the, the flame the fireball, the fireball. It, could be, it could be the fireball Ooh. Um, Fire extinguisher, but, you know, anything can yeah, happen. But you know what? That's only going to get them disqualified. So <laughs> still my pick would be true, true. 10th Planet. Um, there, there's just no way. If you've watched any of these uh, Hydra Cups, uh, Quartets, Tag Mag, it doesn't matter. 10th Planet Decatur is, you know, on their shit when it comes to this, uh, this realm of BJJ that we've been, you know, uh, showing off here the last year or so. Uh, they keep taking, you know, really talented uh, teams out. And I just I can't see with Travis Thomas on this uh, team uh, it going uh, any different than what we've seen. So uh, I'm going 10th planet as well. And I've, I've got a second that uh, notion that this is going to happen during regulation. All right. Both guys taking 10, 10th planet by submission inside of the nine minutes. Um, hey, hey, yes. Justin. I just yes. wanted to let you guys know that I talked to Finney moments before we started doing the picks, and he sent me all his picks. And if you guys want to throw his in there, even though they're not going to count, we can tell him how yeah, much he would have got next week. Yeah, uh, he did take 10th Planet. He took 10th Planet. I don't know his reasoning behind it, but he took 10th Planet, and we'll leave it at that. So he's there. All right. Uh, well, Finney just texted me, and he definitely picked uh, Overtime. <laughs> yeah, overtime. he did. He took, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Y'all might regret that. Breaking news. He just picked overtime. He just sent it to me. I'll screenshot it if you don't believe me, Tim. No, we believe you. We believe you. Next up, we have uh, MMA catchweight 195 pounds. David Bryant, debut out of uh, Nashville, Tennessee, an independent fighter taking on. Justin Mays, debut out of KMAA in Knoxville, Tennessee. Yeah, the, uh, I don't have a lot of info for you guys on this. Both guys fairly tall, uh, as we can see here on our info sheet. Uh, Justin May, six foot tall out of KMAA, first timer. Uh, looks a bit unassuming in his picture, uh, you know, but who's to say that he's not a killer out there? He very well may be. Uh, he's a, a blue belt, it appears, and he's taking on David Bryant, also a debut out of Nashville, independent fighter, six foot three, though. Is David Bryant, so he's going to be a tall one. Um, you know, he's told me that he he's got a couple buddies that he's been training with, getting him ready for this thing. Uh, I believe he he's going to be a brawler. Um, but hey, man, you know, last time we got an independent from Nashville was Cole Tucker. 
who came out here and really uh, impressed uh, knocking off a KMAA debut. So you never know what you're going to get with these guys. All right, Hobbs, you want to start us off? Yeah. Uh, uh, man, I just don't know. So this David Bryant kid, I mean, independent, he's, he's not – He's not one of those independents that you know, Tim, that he's he's still maybe just not being claimed by a gym, but he's going places and and getting uh, or no, no, he didn't really mention anything to, to that to that effect. Uh, you know, okay, uh, I so think, just I a think true independent, a true a true independent. Yes. Well, I mean, I'll make I it fair. Did he wrestle? Did he? I mean, did he wrestle? Or I was going to let you background? Uh, yeah, I've got, I've actually got this, I've got this pulled up here now from our first correspondence. When you go back to like your very first like messages back and forth, and you can kind of get some, oh. some extra stuff. So I'll tell you, he's six foot three. He's walking around right at that one ninety five. So not much of a weight cut going on here. He hasn't fought. He's unaffiliated, and he said he wrestled in high school and he uh, was in the Marines. And he says he's been training off and on doing jujitsu ever since. And that's what I got for you. Well, man, you had that uh, leatherneck in, uh, uh, you know, a little jarhead in with some 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 sort of wrestling background. He just, I don't know, man. He may be a tough dude. Um, true. Um, I just wonder how much jujitsu this guy's really doing, though, because we know what kind of jujitsu Justin Mays is getting at, at KMAA. Um, Man, I just got—I got to go with what I know, man. And I, uh, I like everything you said about David Bryant, but it's just one of those days, you know, where like until you show me, David Bryant, I might get you on the next one after you, you know, prove me wrong, and and I'll know better next time. But got to go with what I know. I'm going Justin Mays, and I'm saying sub. All right, Greg. Yeah, all that did sound good, and I, you know, I had. I had May circled on my pick originally, but how old is David Bryant? Looks like he's 33. 33, man. That's a prime age right now. That's a beautiful age, man. 1987. Uh, I'm going to go with David Bryant right here. I'm going to go against the grain right here. And uh, I'm going to do that just because he was a leatherneck. I'm I'm worried, you know, because but after hearing he's got that background, I want to see where he rolls with. But I don't know. I'm probably going to eat my words on that one. I'm going to say David Bryant. David Bryant by by submit. Uh, we'll say David Bryant by decision. All right. And and Feeney, uh, he picked. Let's see. I think he picked Justin Mays. Did he give you a method? Yeah. Hold. He picked. Did he give? He. David, hold on. Yeah, what he did picked I pick? Mays. What did I pick? I picked sub. Sure. Hold on a second. Torres is fin. Torres is texting me right now. Yeah. Yeah, and Torres picked uh, TK up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he, we got he, a, he picked Justin Mays, yeah. A couple for Mays, one for Bryant there. Bout number three, uh, catch weight at 215 pounds. Kevin Minard, one and one, independent fighter out of Somerville, Georgia, <laughs> taking on Taylor Burton, 0 and 2 out of Somerset Martial Arts in Somerset, Kentucky. Yeah, this is this one's probably going to be a wild one if I had to guess. So uh, we got Kevin uh, Minard, who is uh, Torres Finney's last opponent in uh, Chattanooga. 
and uh, it wasn't a good night for him there, uh, it, obviously. Uh, but uh, he's a tall guy. You know, he's probably about 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, he's uh, got some power in his first fight that he had with this. He, he, he physically dominated his opponent. So there is uh, some danger to him there. A lot of guys are going to go down to Torres, you know, so you can't really read too much into that because it was such a fast a fast thing. Uh, so we'll see how he bounces back though. You know, we'll see how he comes off the loss. If that hurts his confidence or if it fires him up, you know, a little older, uh, is, uh, Kevin, uh, Minard. I believe he's 41. And, uh, so he'll be taking on Taylor Burton, who's looking for that first win. He hasn't gotten it yet. He's Owen two. He's been in there tough too, though, man. Uh, Taylor Burton was, uh, one of, he lost to CJ Baker, giving up a lot of size there. And then, uh, after that, uh, he, he lost, uh, his, his most recent fight, uh, against a guy where he had won the first round, but then he gassed out a little bit in the second. So, uh, you know, he's trained by Ian Lawler there at Somerset Martial Arts. He's a blue belt BJJ. And we just saw him actually in a slap grappling match against uh, our cam op, Caleb Holt. Shout out to Caleb out there. Uh, who stepped up on short notice, uh, but he, he is coming off a bit of a, uh, you know, a plus, if you will. He's uh, coming off a high note in that uh, BJJ, uh, combat BJJ match, and he'll be looking to get a win in the MMA column. Greg? All right. I believe that Taylor Burton, uh, he has had, he has, you know, had the, uh, he's been kind of thrown to the grinder, so to say, you know, when that CJ Baker, he took a hard shot right off the rip that would have knocked most men down. And, yeah. and I know you all remember that. And he, and he was game, you know, cause it's, you know, he was game, man. And he kept coming back. So I, and I know that Kevin's game too. And we can't judge his last file, you know, with, uh, with Penny. We can't, I mean, that's, you know, it's not fair. You know, Penny's got such a deceptive reach, and you know, when he was in, Kevin just got smacked, you know. Uh, with that being said, Kevin's going to have the reach advantage here, but I think the durability of Taylor here is going to pull him into a, a later in the second round, I think, and he's probably going to get the finish. Although, if Kevin's able to somehow or another get a takedown and land on top of Taylor, I can see I can see Menard getting a finish. But I'm going to go with my gut feeling and saying Taylor gets that, get that TKO finish there in the second round. All right. Hobbs. And Finney picks. Oh, good. Yeah, I was going to say Finney picks Taylor as well. Hobbs. So Menard hasn't fought anybody since Finney, right? No. Was that, no, that, was that was last one. one? Yeah. You know, I think it's one of those deals where even, you know, coming off that, that loss, I mean, sure. Uh, anything, I mean, no disrespect to, to Taylor Burton, but anything after Torres Finney's got to be. A, a little easier than having to deal with that man. Um, and I think that's going to go a long way in this fight. I, I think, I think Minard may get that takedown and, and may find himself in a advantageous position and uh, be able to take advantage. So I'm going to step out there and I'm going to say, uh, I'm going with an independent man by TKO. All right. So uh, Greg and Greg goes with Burton by TKO and Hobbs goes with Minard by TKO. Next up, yeah, we Finney. have, huh? And Finney, what? I was, well, I was going to ask uh, uh, Finney on that one. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Hold on, let me check and see. Uh, you might have changed. Yeah, man, game, Dave, I don't know. Finney, uh, no, Finney wants a decision. Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> All right. That's going to kill us when he <laughs> Next up, we have Walter Waits, 170 pounds, Chris Kinnett, one and one, an independent fighter out of Mountain City, taking on Jack Schwartz, debut out of KMA in Knoxville. 
Okay, so we've seen Chris Gannett a couple times. Uh, first time out, he, he he came out here and he got a win over Caleb Holt. And uh, then the next time out, he he fought uh, Skyler. Oh, shit, what's his last name? Skyler from Rome, um, right off the back. Uh, what was it? Yeah, maybe that might have been it. Yeah, uh, he, he's the kid that he came up and he had like kind of like whitish purple hair, and like he yeah, actually won. He, he actually won. Uh, he actually won the fight. Like Kinnett won the. I thought Kinnett was uh, had won the first round. There was a lot of scrambles. There was a lot of rolling around. A lot of back and forth. Kinnett won the first round, and then he quit in his corner uh, in between rounds. I think with an eye. Maybe there was like some kind of eye poke or something. He said, but he, but but Skyler ended up getting the win in that one. Uh, with a by retirement by with Kinnett, but I'm sure Kinnett has a you know wants to redeem himself after that. You know he's he was uh, now he's one of one and he really hadn't lost a round yet. He just um, I, I don't know what happened there. It'll be interesting to see. I know he's a uh, he is a um, uh, uh, inmate uh, facility or he works at an inmate facility. There is a is a uh, uh, I guess a, a corrections officer. Correctional there. officer. Uh, yeah, corrections yeah. officer. Yeah. Uh, so you know he deals with bad dudes all the time up in Mountain City, Billy Combs' neck of the woods. You know, uh, so he, he's coming down here looking to to get that taste out of his mouth off that last performance. And uh, you know he's going to be taking on Jack Schwartz. I don't have a lot of information on him. He's a KMAA debut blue belt. Uh, we did see him at the last Hydra Cup. If, uh, he was on the KMAA quartet. And um, so uh, so we did get a little glimpse of him at that. But um, otherwise, uh, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot of information on him beyond that. He, he's another one of these unassuming types that you just, you know, to look at him, you may you may not think that he's going to be, uh, you know, just a just a killer. But then you never know once they get in there. Some of the times these guys uh, you really uh, flip the switch you know, you see a different a different version than what you see. Just, you know, walking through the parking lot. Hobbs. Yeah, I remember that Kinnett fight, man. That was uh, that was that was weird, man. Because uh, again, I kind of, I mean, Kinnett was doing well in that round. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just uh, I remember that. Um, but I'm going to uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with sports because it's fucking funny. Because I, I just want to say, man, the Schwartz be with you. Yeah, man, the Schwartz. Yeah, I gotta do that. Yeah, I got to do that in a cage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Justin, <laughs> the Schwartz be with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm going Schwartz with uh, with uh, a victory by way of uh, TKO. Greg, I remember the fight with Chris and Skyler, and that was a barn burner. That was a hell of a fight, the whole first round. Sloppy, but boy, they, I mean, they gave it everything they had in the first three minutes. And, you know, Chris showed that that's all he had in him was three minutes. So, uh, I don't, I don't know that, uh, Chris is going to last with a KMA fighter because the KMA fighter is going to be a little bit more durable than anybody else that he's going to face at one on one, especially with a debut coming out. I think that I, I haven't seen Schwartz fight yet, but I know that, you know, Erica's not going to stick somebody out there who isn't ready for this kind of fight. So I think the game plan would be to outlast Chris Kinnett's, uh cardio and heart and try to put him away with a submission in the second and third round. So I'm going to say Jack Schwartz by submission. And I have Finney's pick right here. He picked, he picked Chris Kinnett. That's what he picked. Yeah. Probably by TKO if I, where to check. Probably sub. Probably sub. Yeah. Probably, yeah. 
Yeah, connect by TKO is what I'm feeling, he said. All right, then. All right, next up, we have welterweights, 170 pounds. Dustin Bailey, 1-0 out of Team Manon in Radford, Virginia, taking on Retavius Thrasher, a debut. He's an independent fighter out of Birmingham, Alabama. So this is a bit of a mystery fight as well. Uh, Retavius Thrasher his first, is his first fight. I do think he may have done some kickboxing and whatnot up in New York. He is um, listed as an independent, but I, I do believe that he's he's got some guys that he trains around with. Uh, I'm looking at his sheet here, and um, and it looks like he he does have a group that that he trains with called Train to Go MMA and Fitness in Poughkeepsie, New York. So I guess he's kind of like a transplant from New York. Uh, looks like an, an an athletic fella, and we'll see what he's got against uh, Dustin Bailey. That uh, we only saw Dustin Bailey fight once. He fought on Primal Combat, the, the, the first Primal Combat. He fought uh, and beat Cody Tungit, who's uh, always a tough out. Uh, but had, I mean, that fight was at 170. Tungit really needs to be fighting at 55. And you could tell, like, when you saw the guy size up. Bailey, and Bailey's a swole guy. You can tell he's, he takes his strength and conditioning very seriously, as they say. Uh, so he, uh, you know, the, he just had so much of a physicality advantage. He comes from Team Manning up in Radford, Virginia. And we've seen those Team Manning guys wrecking shop at the Hydra Cup. If you remember, Jeff, those guys were uh, were a handful. So uh, this is an interesting one. You've got, you've got uh, Bailey. And I will say also, Dustin Bailey's done several of these uh, West Virginia, um, what do they call them? Uh, it's not tough men, but it's uh, – it's a it's something similar. It's like a king of the mountain, um, rough and rowdy, if you will. Uh, he, he's done several of those and won them uh, up there in uh, up there in uh, West Virginia. All right, Greg. All right. Well, so you said Dustin has got a pretty good background. That's just uh, not noted anywhere. He's got a lot more fights than we're seeing other than one. Well, of he he doesn't have a. I guess if you count those rough and rowdy brawls as fights, that's those those that's amateur boxing with big gloves against mostly guys that don't train. All right. So well, so we got Dustin Bradley at one and zero versus Retavius Thrasher debut. Well, I, I kind of looked up Retavius is a. Uh, Facebook and man's got a mugshot and he's got some prison tats. So I think he might have some uh, unnoted spots in the in the shower room or something he's like that. Coming in hard. That's, yeah, he's gonna be coming in hard. He's gonna be trying to you know throw for the fence, throw haymaker. So with that being said, I don't know his background. I know that he's an independent, doesn't have a whole lot of guys to train with. Whereas Dustin Bailey is gonna have a lot of guys to train with. He's coming out with a team. Retavius is not. This is a tough one, man. One seventy because I mean I can see Retavius coming out. Just, just knocking him out. I could see that, but Dustin Bailey being the train fighter coming from a team, want to know? I got a man. Retavius has got some old. He's got some football pictures on there too, so I know he's going to be. Asked. He's built. I mean, he's he's built too. Man, yeah, I'm, both both these guys are put together. Yeah, they're both put together, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with what what I do know. Is a team guy. I might yeah, I might eat grow, and we might we might end up giving this man a, a, a an entertaining interview next week or something. But I'm gonna go with Dustin Bailey. Dustin Bailey by submission with a with a little bit of you know trepidation because I think Retavius has got that got that one hitter shot. With a little bit of what? Trepidation. Trepidation. Yeah, I'm just I don't, scared. Think, I don't think that's what he said. Oh. <laughs> yeah, trepidation. Right. Yeah. You want to give me Torres' pick? Yeah, let me look it up. It is uh, he went with uh, Dustin Dustin Bailey? All right. By trepidation. Uh, By trepidation. Uh, yeah, you got me scared as shit to uh, 
pick against Thrasher now. Um, I know. And is that really his last name too? Thrasher. Like, <laughs> holy <Right>? shit. <laughs> um, Mr. Thrasher, with all due respect, uh, sir, um, I'm, I'm simply making this pick based on gym time and, uh, and, and completely just mixed martial arts training and skill level. That's the only reason why I'm doing this, sir. I'm picking Dustin Bailey by submission um, very reluctantly. All right, so everybody what take Bailey. I was just wondering if he uh, messaged you or email. He did. He's uh, Snapchatting me right now, as a matter of fact. Oh, and he please, is please. saying, he is saying, uh, he said, he said by decision for Bailey. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, okay. Uh, and mind you, that Snapchat, he just filtered himself too. It's embarrassing. Can <laughs> <laughs> put a girl filter on? Got, it does. It's got like butterflies around his head. And like, <laughs> 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 it's really oh. a glossy look. Taurus is going to kill us all. all uh, Not me, I'm safe. <laughs> All right, next up we have featherweights, 145 pounds, Russell House, 0-1 out of the School of Martial Arts in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, taking on Alex Stock, 1-1 out of KMAA in Knoxville, Tennessee. Okay, so uh, both these guys coming off losses. Um, Russell House is actually the uh, the owner and head trainer at the School of Martial Arts in Oak Ridge. He's more of a traditional type. Uh, last time out, uh, he put up a good fight, uh, actually, last time out. I want to say he fought another KMAA guy then. But um, ultimately got submitted very long and lanky at uh, 145. He definitely will be that the other time is at 155. And um, but not a bad accounting for himself, really, even in the loss. He showed a lot of gameness. And now he's ready to come back and give another try against Alex Stock, a guy who we, he came out and he beat Bud Cook pretty quick. But then he fought um, against Rochelle Peebles last time out. Good fight. Peebles caught him in an arm bar. Uh, Stock. Uh, never he, he didn't tap unfortunately uh and uh, the referee roy sanders ended up being a little step uh, slow getting in there before um ultimately his arm uh was broken there he so this is his first uh, this is his this is his first fight back from that so it's it's an interesting one you know it'll, it'll be uh, curious to know if stock is as if there's any like hesitation on his end coming off that injury or if he's fired up and he's ready to get out there and and get a win here so uh this should be a fun one all right, let's see. So we'll start with Hobbs on this one. Damn, this is that kid. First fight back. Oh, my yep. God. I guarantee yep. that dude is tapping if he's in a precarious position this time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like it's this kid, man. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm picking stock, man, just because, uh, hell, dude, yeah, he deserves my pick after that shit. Uh, and, he, I mean, he's looking good, man. Uh, he's a young kid. Uh I think he how long damn how long has it been since that fight, man? Um, when was that? It doesn't guy? seem like it's been it doesn't seem like it's been that long. I wanna I'm gonna guess like March. Yeah, six oh really? I was thinking six months, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking like, you know, obviously the time off and how long he's been in the gym uh since then. I don't know, maybe that concerns me a little bit, but I don't know. I like this kid. I'm I'm going stock by the decision. All right, Greg. Can you remind me of who Russell House was again? He had a fight with us. 
Yeah, he did. He fought with us um, probably about that. Let me see if I pull it up real quick here. He, he he lost by submission his first time out. I wanted to say it was against a KMA guy uh, in that one, but he but I also recall that he had a really a really good showing actually. Uh, he's tall, dude. He, he's six feet tall, probably. And the first time he fought Nick Wigley. So uh, Nick Wigley got him out of there. But he he, he showed uh, a lot of gameness. He didn't give up. He didn't want to give up. You can tell even in bad spots, he was he was trying to fight in his way out of there. So uh, we'll see if he's, you know, improved. That was in uh, November of last year. So he's, he's had about, you know, 10 months to get better. Mm. Man, I like Alex Stogg. That dude had heart. He showed it. Obviously never tapped. <laughs> This is super early coming back, man. I just got to think that he can't be completely 100% right now, and he's going to be favoring, you know, that shoulder and, you know, everything we got. I'm just wondering if he's going to be the same fighter coming out. I mean, obviously, you know, Eric's not going to put him in there if he's not ready. Uh, oh, man. I'm just going to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruffle some feathers here. I'm going to go Russell, Russell House right there by, uh, by decision. And uh, Penny took uh, Alex Stock as well. All right. Yeah. So, by TKO. Yep. Got it. Next up, we have middleweights, 185 pounds. Hunter Robbins, a debut out of Engineered Fitness in Oneida, Tennessee, taking on Jalel Portis, 0-2 out of Team Chaos in Columbus, Ohio. Okay, so this is another. I mean, we got a lot of these fights that could end up being really good. This is one of them. Uh, Jaleel Portis is, um, you know, he's looking for his first win, 0-2. But we know uh, his pedigree is good with his uh, brother being the defending champ in the main event, Samaj Portis. Uh, Jaleel, uh, you know, I, I assume is going to be going to be a hitter uh, from what I've kind of you know gathered. I think he's going to want to strike. And uh, I think we'll get a brawl here as he's fighting young Hunter Robbins, who's only 18, 19 years old. This is his first fight independently fighting for the most part out of Engineered Fitness, which is which is like a fitness gym. It's not really a martial arts gym up in Oneida, the northern part of Tennessee. Scott County. And uh, yeah, who knows what we're going to get? I mean, his dad hit me up. Uh, his dad, Will Robbins, hit me up and said his, his, his son's a badass and they're ready to, to see if he, you know, wants to uh, do this thing in the cage and make a go at it. He's, you know, he's he's a young buck and uh, certainly got a, a world of potential in front of him. He sh they shot me over some videos of him kind of hitting, hitting the bag and hitting mids and stuff. And he looks like he's got some power and moves pretty good. So, uh I don't know. Uh, we'll see. Uh, he does have a good uh, amount of fan support coming behind him. I think he sold four plus tables uh, for this thing. So I imagine Scott County is going to be in the house. All right. Uh, I'll see Greg. I'm not so sure. And I know this kid's he already sold, you know, almost two grand in tickets. He's not trying to disappoint anybody. Uh, but, you know, there's a big difference of having, you know, Two, uh, you know, two learning experience in the cage versus somebody who's never been in the cage. It's a whole lot different once you get in there. And with Jaleel being able to train all the time with his brother, uh, I, I got to go with Jaleel Portis getting that O off of his record. And I think he gets it by decision. I think he's going to be able to take down uh, take down Hunter Robbins and get the submission. And Jaleel Portis was also picked by Finney. All right. Hobbs? Yeah, um... I don't know, man. This uh, this um, kind of reminded me of Nashville a couple weeks ago, man. We had a we had a debut fighter selling a lot of tickets, going up against somebody that had been in the cage two times, and uh, and and Mr. King uh, uh, was able to give his fans what they came for. So 
I'm not uh, so against uh, Hunter Robbins being a debut here. So I am going to uh, I'm going to ride my pick from last time this uh, situation happened and and go with Robbins by uh, TKO. All righty. So Hobbs and Hobbs goes with Robbins, Greg and Torres with Portis. Next up, we have catchweight 140 pounds. Dustin Garrett, three and two out of DC Combat in Murphy, North Carolina, taking on Dylan Smith, one and zero KMA in Knoxville, Tennessee. This is low-key my fight of the night sleeper pick here. I think it's going to be good. Uh, Dylan Smith uh, making his second trip out of the cage. We haven't seen him since March uh, where he got a rear naked choke win over Pearson Flynn, who's a very tough opponent. So I remember that fight because both those guys had very good crowd representation there in the house, and and they were like right next to each other behind us, essentially. And uh, so it got pretty lit for that one. Uh, Dylan Smith, the grappler, um, you know, uh, I think that's his strength. He's uh, he's either blue or maybe a purple belt. Uh, he was on the KMAA um, Hyder Cup team last time as well. He got out there and he got a sub over his first guy. And then I think he got stalled out on his next guy. But um, this will be his second time going to the cage. And, uh, you know, we'll see uh, if he can keep his momentum going against the always tough Dustin Garrett, a guy that we've seen many times, three and two coming in here. Uh, last time out was a no contest uh, with Daquan Sutton uh, due to strikes to the back of the head. That was back in May. And before that, a loss uh, by Rene Kachok uh, to a very talented Emilio Hernandez. Uh, that was in um, March at Primal Combat. So, uh, you know, it's been uh, since February since uh, Dustin's gotten that win, gotten a win. But uh, as you all know, uh, very talented grappler, very good in the scrambles, very good motor. And uh, at this point, he's got uh, six fights to uh, Dylan's Dylan's one fight. So uh, I'm expecting this one to be a good one. I expected the ground, uh, the ground game and the uh, the scrambles for this one to be very exciting. A lot of back and forth. Jeff Hobbs. Man, I I love this Dustin Garrett kid. I love, uh, you know, his tenacity. He jumps in for us, Uh, you know, in between the times he wants to fight. Uh, you know, he jumps up for us when he, we need him to fight. If he um, don't, his dad will. Yes, one of, somebody in the Garrett family is still on the spot when we need him. So I like the fact that this was a, a scheduled fight for Dustin Garrett, not a last-minute uh, jump in. And I love the kids, uh, you know, ground game wrestling. And uh, I really want to see Dustin get a, get a dub, so I'm going to will it into existence. And this is going to be the one, Dustin Garrett, by decision. Greg? Yep, I'm with Hobbs on this one. I'm always on Dustin Garrett every time he fights. I do agree that this isn't going to be an easy pick. I don't know that this one um, gets finished. I'm, i got to go with Dustin Garrett by decision. Both of these guys are good on the ground. I know that Dustin's going to have some really good scrambles. Dylan's going to have some good answers in jiu-jitsu. They're going to cancel the wrestling, and the jiu-jitsu is going to cancel it, uh, each other out. And you're going to be left standing for the most part. But I think this year it's going to be able to get those takedowns and kind of blanket Dylan and hold them off to a decision. I got Dustin Garrett on that. And um, my decision in Feeney is taking Dylan Smith. All right. Two for, two for Garrett, one for Smith. <clears throat> Next up, Bantamweight's 135 pounds. Cody Noel, 1-0 out of Hobbs, Jackson, Wink, and Concord, North Carolina, taking on Josh Delgadilia, 3-3 out of Team Chaos, Columbus, Ohio. Well, if the last one doesn't get the fight of the night, this is is kind of the – this is what I would think would be kind of like 
the public favorite for it. This is going to be a good one. Uh, we've seen both these guys in action. Uh, Josh Delgadillo last time out uh, at the underground takes a short notice fight against Q2. Gets a triangle win uh, in the first round. Uh, showed a lot of uh, uh, wherewithal at being slammed around in there by a very, very physical and athletic Q2. But uh, went into enemy territory, got it done, showed a lot of poise. And so uh, even at 3-3, three and three, a 50-50 record, he, he already showed that, that, that he's got the goods. Um, and if of course, Cody Noel, one of these highly, highly uh, touted prospects out of Hobbs, Jackson, Winklejohn, where it is, uh, you know, it's only a second fight. But the first time we saw him fight, he knocked off one of those dethroned uh, Fresno, California guys. And, and that night I knew that that kid was, you know, he, he's a, he's going to be a special talent. Very large at 135. And apparently he's a scary guy, too, because last time out he was supposed to take on Taylor Moat. And Taylor Moat showed up to the weigh-ins and then uh, wasn't about it on fight night. He didn't show back up for the fight. So, unfortunately, Cody didn't get, didn't get to have that second fight. So, uh, you know, he's been kind of chomping at the bit to get back in there. And, uh, man, I, I think this is going to be this is going to be a great one. Greg? Uh, this one right here is literally a coin flip. And, uh, I do remember watching, uh, Del Gadillo go in there and just put on a show. Uh, mm, ma'am. I mean, this, it might look on paper one and oh versus, you know, three and three, it might look off, but it's probably a little bit more even, uh, than it looks. And I, I'm, I'm iffy on this, man. I don't know, man. Cody Noel's got them hands. He can stand up, but I've got to go with, uh, I'm going to go with Cody Noel. You know what? No, I'm not. I'm going to go with Josh Delgadillo right there by, by submission. And Penny right. went with uh, Cody Noel. Penny went with Cody Noel. Hobbs? You know, I, until the underground, I, I would wouldn't have even hesitated and said Cody Noel, uh, regardless of the, uh, the, the records. Um, but man, after that showing in Nashville against Kutu, um, Delgadillo is uh, he is he is not a 500 fighter. You know, he may have ended up there somehow, but uh, man, he looked good uh, in July. So this, uh, you know, I agree. This is a toss up, man. This is tougher than what I wanted it to be. And hell, this is a fight I thought at first when Tim was telling me, you know, Tim, when you were telling me all the upcoming fights you had. Hell, I thought this was a main event on a card when I first heard it. Um, so that tells you what kind of fight I already expected this to be. I, I thought it was closing out a show. Um, shoo. Man, I guess I need to try to gain some points on Greg, too. But I'm, it's not just that. I'm feeling, I'm feeling Cody Noel going with that Hobbs camp. They better bring me a shirt. Um, Hobbs Jackson Cody Wink Noel. is still under, is still undefeated as a gym. Like so, there's some pressure on not to be that first L ever. Yeah, I'm, and I'm going Cody Noel. I just I don't even know what. Uh, and I'm gonna say decision. I think this is gonna be a close enough and tough enough fight. He's gonna have to grind it out, and it it may see a judge's scorecard. All right, so two for Noel, one for Delgadillo. Next up in the co-main event, we have flyweights, 125 pounds. Shamar Hawaii Perez, four and six out of Wildside in Clarksville, Tennessee, taking on Ray Hewlett, four and four out of KMA in Knoxville. Co-main event here, 
And we've got uh, flyweights in action here, two experienced flyweights. Um, both guys looking to rebound, though, as uh, we just saw Ray Hewitt just the very last show, if I'm not mistaken, um, took a short notice fight against Vincent Van Alstyne from the aforementioned Hobbs Jackson Wink Gym, uh, fell in that one. Uh, before that one, he was um, uh, he lost his title uh, shot against Kyle Linder. So a couple of losses in a row for Ray, who had ran off several wins in a row. So he's at that 500 mark now. Taking on a guy that is uh, also hovering around that 500 mark in uh, Hawaii, Perez, Shamar Perez, who uh, last time out for him, we saw him. Uh, actually, both these guys are on two in a row, I guess, uh, as uh, Anthony Cochran won a very close decision over uh, Perez in the last Chattanooga card. And then before that, he also fell victim to uh, former flyweight champion Kyle Linder before he went pro. So these guys are both looking to kind of turn it around. Both guys really need a win. Both guys probably knocking on the door of that pro turn, but looking for a little positivity before they do. Jeff Hobbs. Yep, definitely solid co-main event. Uh, very well matched, very evenly matched fight. Um, both guys, you know, show show flashes of, you know, greatness at moments. You know, and then sometimes they kind of sneak sneak up and get you know kind of some hiccups and. Uh, you know, I guess the best way to put it is get caught slipping sometimes. So it's kind of, you know, up and down uh, with both guys at times. But um, I am going to – I love Shamir's tenacity. Um, what what was Ray's last fight? Last time out was last month against uh, little Vincent Van Alstyne from uh, Hobbs Jackson. Wink, little, little, little fella there. But we, but we were all fans of him after. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a that was a good win by Allstein, and uh, was that at thirty five? And Allstein fought up on that one. Yeah, no. Well, it was at thirty five at, at Van Allstein's uh, request, but I believe I've heard now he will be moving down to one twenty five. Where we talked about it in the recap, that's where he probably would want to be. I gotcha, man. I don't think uh, Shamar or his corner would hate me for saying this and disagreeing though, but you know, the flip side of me liking Shamar is, is here recently the formula for beating Shamar has been, you know, getting him to the ground and him being just way too comfortable on the ground and not really trying to get up, you know, is his corner, his last time out, um, you know, was really adamant, you know, with him and, and maybe a little frustrated that he didn't have the urgency to get up and, and well, around away. Yeah, just letting time slip away, man. And surely that's Ray Hewlett's, uh, uh, you know, in his uh, game plan here. Um, but then again, just playing devil's advocate for myself, I don't think Ray is nearly as heavy, uh, not just weight-wise, but just, you know, heavy in his game where he has that strength. You know, Shamar maybe have a little easier time getting up than some of those, you know, other guys. But – Shit, I don't know, man. I, I'm going to go with Shamar just because I think it's time, man. He's really trying hard at this, and he's calling this every every fight show wanting to get on. Um, I'm going to go Shamar by decision. All right, Greg. Uh, I hardly ever do pick um, Ray Hewlett, and it's nothing personal. It's just that every time I see him in a match, I think he's outmatching, you know. I pick against him, but I mean, there, you know, there's been a couple of times where I did pick him and he lost, but, uh, right here, you know, I think Ray's sick of tasting defeat now. And I think that he, you know, like you said, both guys are on the two fight, you know, skid right now. So, 
Uh, both of them, you say both of them fought Kyle Linder, and um, he's moved on since then. Ah. I think that Ray Hewlett is going to have that link to be able to, to wrap around Perez if it goes to the ground. It's already been shown that if, if you can get him to the ground and you can wrap your body around him, you're going to be able to submit him. However, you know, he's had those six experience losses. And, you know, he doesn't, you know, he's been in there with, like you said, you know, Kyle Ender is a lot more heavier with pressure. He, you know, so. As, it, just, as is Cochran go as well. Him. You know, Cochran's kind of that, kind of that grinder too. Yeah, but I don't see Ray really putting that pressure on him. I see Ray kind of staying back, maybe eating some shots and then pulling guard. And then maybe if he can take on slot once uh, Perez gets tired, he's going to be able to throw in a submission. I got for once. I'm going to go with Ray Hewlett here, and uh, I'm going to take him by submission. All righty, <clears throat> Jeff Torres. He picked, uh, Perez. Yeah, he picked Perez. All right, two for Perez, one for Hewlett. Next up is the main event, welterweight, 170-pound title fight, five three-minute rounds, Josiah Newton, 1-0 out of Jack, Hobbs Jackson Wink in Concord, North Carolina, taking on Samaj Portis, 4-0 out of Team Chaos, Columbus, Ohio. Excited for this one, man. Main event, 170 strap on the line. We've talked to both these guys in the past few weeks. Uh, spoke with Samaj just earlier here tonight. Uh, so make sure you check that out. And, uh, hey, man, both both guys undefeated. Both guys highly touted. Uh, the challenger, Josiah Newton, uh, you know, he's he's the wonder kid out of uh, out of Hobbs Jackson Wink. He's uh, he's kind of their uh, – my liaison to them, if you will. Uh, very, very well-mannered, well-spoken kid. Uh, you know, uh, works on a farm. He's a cowboy uh, and uh, has uh, shown a lot of very good striking in his first fight. Now, he's only 1-0, but he's in a, a primetime position now in the main event going for this title because of uh, – you know, kind of his reputation that precedes him. He is a uh, IKF East Coast kickboxing champion. Last time out, he took on James Pruitt out of the very tough Milledgeville martial arts group that was a brown belt, and he knocked him out in the first round. So he's shown very good striking. Um, according to uh, our conversation with him a couple weeks ago, he's he's got it on the ground too if he has to show it. And so far, he just had, hasn't had to show it. Samaj Portis has shown a little bit of everything. He's 4-0. He's undefeated. Uh, he has knocked off some very good competition. You know, he's shown knockout power in his debut against Julian Lopez, knocking him out in seconds. He's shown submission prowess, submitting a very tough and durable slow-mo Boyd in the third round. He has shown uh, uh, the ability to withstand a uh, an aggressive athlete in uh, Carter Beekman, the former champion who he took the strap from in a very dominant uh, performance over a tough guy in Beekman, but he didn't. He made Beekman uh, look like he didn't belong in there in that particular fight. So he's coming in strong, and he is. Uh, he's very confident coming out of that Team Chaos group. Uh, you know those guys. Uh, you know they're they're on a hot streak. They're coming in here, uh, and they're not looking to let go of that strap. So I am pumped for this one. Somebody's O's got to go, and both of these guys will be will be solid pros. Jeff Hobbs. Yeah, man, great fight, great main event. Um, definitely deserves the spot on the card that it's at. Um, yeah, tough, uh, tough call, man. Uh, Josiah Newton is, uh, like you said, that's wonder, wonder kid, wonder kid. Um, <clears throat> you know, definitely a, a little young phenom, and uh, he's got so much potential on upside. And but you know, this is one of those. If Samaj was just, you know, there's a lot of you know, undefeated fighters out there, a lot of four and oh fighters with the same record, but you look up, you know, the resume and you're like, okay, well, four and oh, but I see why. 
Um, I think that's the difference maker here is when you look at his resume and look at who he's beaten to get to four and zero. For me, that's that's what's tipping it, you know, his way is it's not just because he's four and zero going against a one and zero, but who he's beaten to get to four and zero. Those are tough fights. Those are tough outs. Um, and, and like you said, how he looked in them too, and in, in, in most most of those. Uh, four cases, you know, making it look easy. Um, so for me, that's what's the the clincher here for my pick of Samaj Portis. Nothing against Josiah Newton at all. I think this kid's got a wonderful future, but if I just got to lay my money down on something, I like Samaj's record, but I like his resume more than his record. You know, who he's, who he's beaten uh, rather than the fact that he just beat them. Um, so I'm going Samaj... Oh, okay. And this, this is a, is a five, five rounder. rounder. Yep, five rounders. A five rounder. So, ah, I was going to go Samaj decision, but that was thinking that you know we definitely could see, you know, get to three rounds, you know, pretty quick. Um, ooh, it changes things now on whether I pick decision or not. Uh, I'm going to go Samaj by. Damn it! Damn it to hell, Jim. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go Samaj by submission. Greg? Yeah, everything that Tim said and everything that Jeff said, I'm not going to re-say it. Um, dude deserves to be here. You know, he's undefeated. Uh, I, I, I'm going with uh, Samaj Portis for all the same reasons. Uh, I'd I'd like to see just I, Newton get a couple more fights in before – but with that being said, who's he going to fight? You know, uh, I, I, I'm, I don't know. I got, I got Samaj Portis by submission because I think Samaj Portis has showed he's more, much more of a well-rounded fighter. I think he's going to be able to get the takedown, secure control uh, from the cage to the ground and be able to start calming that ladder into a, to a dominant position of half guard, maybe even a mount and finish the fight probably in the third round. Um, but I'm going to go with submission too. And, uh, Danny also picked uh, Samaj Portis. All right, so everybody taking Samaj on that. That'll wrap us up. All right, guys, a uh, pretty quick one here this evening. I guess that gives us a little time to run through uh, a fight of the night uh, prediction. What's your uh, prediction for fight of the night, guys, uh, which is uh, going to be the fight that uh, really uh, uh, takes the cake as far as, uh, you know, wowing the crowd and, uh, you know, leaving a lasting impression. Justin, I'll let you chime in on that one, too. Um, you guys already kind of talked about it a little bit, but I'm going with Cody Noel and Josh Delgadilla. Um, I think, you know, like you said, we saw Delgadillo. um Super impressive, tough, um, got a, a, a good mind for the game. I think his fight IQ was uh, pretty high. Obviously, he's been in there multiple times. He didn't get uh, too frustrated in the situation and was able to pull off a, a nice win. And Cody Noel, when we saw him last, man, his stand-up looked phenomenal. Um, and he's with a, with a great camp. So I think that's going to be a, a barn burner right there. How about you, Greg? I'm going to go ahead and pick the one uh, that – I'm, I'm excited about Dustin Garrett's fight, but I want to see Dustin Bailey and Retavius Thrasher's debut. I want to see how that one goes right there. I think that'll be some uh, – I don't know about five or nine, but I think it's, it's got potential right there. But I'm going to pick it as my, my, my five or nine. I don't know. We'll see. Hobbs, wrap us up. Man, I definitely agree with Justin, man. That Cody Noel and Delgadillo fight is uh, – it's going to be fire, man. I think – 
I think those guys are going out swinging, both on their shields, and I think uh, I think that feature bout's going to, you know, it's going to keep the uh, the Joe crowd wild, man, and you know it's going to take him, it's going to take them until the main event to come down off that one. That's my fight of the night too. All right, that's going to wrap us up, guys, for uh, picks and predictions for Valor 85. Once again, it goes down this Friday, August the 6th, from the world-famous Cotton Eye. Joe, get your tickets at Fighter Ticks with an X.com or catch the pay-per-view live at CombatCast.tv. And uh, you can catch the link on all of our social media, of course. Thanks so much to our guest earlier, Samaj Portis, for joining us, as well as our panelists, Jeff Hobbs, Greg Hopkins, and for my co-host, Justin Watson. I'm your host, Tim Loy, signing off for another edition of the Valor Hour. We'll see you next week. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist, so thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com. <laughs>